The only way to get more out of your land is to get more out of your equipment. That's why Mystic Lubricants are specially formulated for superior performance and unmatched protection, regardless of the conditions. Learn more at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. But yeah, no, so insecticide. So like I said, the biggest pest that we have is that navel orange worm. And so we will try and use like hormone traps and things like that. What's um, a hormone trap? It confuses the male navel orange worm when to like come out and try and like searching for the female. Basically, if you confuse it, them with that hormone, they think they're out. So they're out kind of looking for them, but then they die off and they haven't, the females haven't been out. I, I, just, I think that's, female that's so roughly kind of what I- It's like a, it's like a I, pheromone. You like yeah, put like out a, yeah. worm pheromone and then they come out and then the sun dries them up. Because yeah, they're looking be for like, the ladies. It'd be like a naked chick standing in the streets. So you're like, oh, what's going on over here? And then you get over there and she's, she's right. made out of cardboard. Yes. Oh, yes. So you die. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so then the females don't do damage? The, I don't know. I'm or not, they just, maybe maybe there's nobody to breed so, with. So then. the females, what they do is the females, they're laying their egg inside leftover nuts from the last year's crop. And so if there's any like gap in the opening of the hole and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just every See, once in a while, I just can't keep a straight face. It's just so hard. It's so hard to talk about nuts without, I mean. So, so I, Especially with this crew. <laughs> so can you help? What? So can, so can you help that out by making sure you don't leave any nuts behind? Yeah. So we'll go through. So No uh, nuts left behind. No nuts left behind. So yeah, we'll go through after harvest. We'll wait. You'll have nuts that are stubborn and they're just clinging on. They don't want to right. come off. You shake them as hard as you can. They're not going to drop. But uh, we'll go through in the wintertime when they're in dormancy and then they'll get some moisture on them and things like that. They're going to release better. And so we'll actually come through and shake them again. So you'll see the shakers out there even in the wintertime shaking them off the trees. That's what I was going to ask. When we were in California by Bakersfield one time, we were driving around just checking out the farming and they were out shaking the almond trees. Oh, okay. And I was wondering, and this was, oh, it was New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Like January 1st, 2nd. And there was just a few of them out there shaking the trees and I didn't understand. There was no nuts on them. Yeah. So, so we didn't know what was going on. So we call them mummies. And so like they're out there shaking mummies off the trees. Mummy nuts. Mummy nuts. So and then do you re-sweep to get them off the ground? Yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah. So you'll go through and you'll, you'll either sweep them or like we have our big orchard sprayers, the fan sprayers that spray up into the trees. They have that big blower on them. We can take the spray part of them off and we've got these large tubes that we can use to blow onto the ground. And so we'll blow those, the, the blow nuts. those nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it's so hard to talk about them without anything. But uh, blow them into the next row. Then we'll go through with our mower, our orchard mowers, and we'll just mulch them up. So that way they don't have, they don't become a host, you know, a home to that navel orange worm. So the female Oh, can't they just the, compost them. Yeah. Yep. One time I put my nuts on the door handle of Randy's tile plow. I still get comments on that all the time. Good. Like if I... If I do a, a poster, I'm getting in the towel plow. They're like, oh, is that the door handle? <laughs> oh, God. And it is. It's the only way in and out. <laughs> I think, wait, did I? Is that the Grow one? Up. That, is that the one that we? That's the one you went in. Oh, you went in the okay. other door. Well, no, I know you. both you... went in the same door. Well, there is two doors, isn't oh, there? There's actually three. To yeah, get yeah, in the right. cab? That's right. Trevor, Trevor chose the back door. There's a back door on the tile plow? And a side door. There's three doors into the tile plow. There's the front one that you go in and out of all the time. And then there's isn't there's the side one. Back one and then a side one. I didn't know there oh, was a okay. back so one. Okay, so I went yeah. through the back one. I went through the back one. Yes. Yep. Interesting. I want to talk about this chicken ranch thing. Yeah. And also, do you have other crops uh, or land that you're using as So we do have other land. 
so in, in total, we have about 620 acres. And so we've got a ranch that's about half an hour north of us. That's just been cattle pasture for generations. That's been in our family since like 1910 or something like that. And you're running cattle on it now? Yeah. So we just lease that out. So we just, it's leased out to a local rancher out there. And so he just pays per acre for his cows. You're not taking care of the animals? No. Okay. Yeah, no. And then we got the remaining, there's about 150 or 160 acres on the ranch that has the almonds that are still cattle pasture that we'll be planting another 120 acres or so of it, hopefully this next year. So you're going to double the size of the almond farm in a few years here. It, it will be doubling it in next, this next year. But you won't have you won't have double the crop. No, for no not double the crop three, four for years. another five years. So five, how, years. how do you factor that into the operation when all of a sudden in the next three years you're going to expand to double the size of what you're doing? I mean, we we've kind of had it planned out, and you just make sure that it's going to work. You know, obviously. Do you need twice as many machines? Twice as many no, people? No, so we already have a few tractors that we use out of the chicken ranch. And so we'll be using, we'll be kind of rotating those in and out, but we will need to be getting an extra sprayer, another mower, things like that. And so. That's crazy to me. I mean, if you think about like, if we just doubled our acres of corn and soybeans, that'd be, a, you'd have an oh, entirely yeah, right. different operation. And, you but, just, but you, cause you hire someone to come in and do you, the shaking and sweeping and. Exactly. We don't have our own trimming. shakers, sweepers. All, all oh, you don't? Harvest is all done. We, at least for us, we're just, we're not that big that we, and it's just it cost effective. We just hire custom guys to come in and do harvest. Oh, There's, I didn't know that. Yeah. Custom nut harvesters. Custom, custom nut, nut, nut shakers. Yeah. Custom nut shakers. Wow. Hire a guy to come in and shake your nuts. And sweep. Ah. So <laughs> as far as machinery, are you spraying them? Yeah. Yourself? So we have our own sprayer. So weed sprayer and foliar sprayer is what we call them. And so those are the ones that are shooting up into the trees. We've got that mower. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, that's. So like, what are your main duties on the farm then, I guess? Like, what is it that Duty. you do day to day? Obviously watering, mowing fertilizer, but that's like a one or twice a year thing, I would think. What so, does a day in the life of Ryan Volk look a, like? A day in the life. So during the, during this time of the year, we're starting to ramp up with irrigation. So irrigation is a big thing. Okay. So we'll be irrigating for, getting to the point where we, we'll be irrigating 48 hours or more a week. And so when we do that, we check the sprinkler. We have to check each sprinkler every time we do that. I mean, so we have 17, there's a sprinkler per tree. So we have 17,000 sprinklers that we're having to check, check. each week every time we irrigate. Is this why you spend a lot of time on golf carts? This is why I spend a lot of time on it. We have a little Kubota RTV thing, or yeah, we have a Polaris Ranger EV, the electric one. That thing's sweet. But, it's uh, electric? Yeah, it's electric, Polaris Ranger. It's electric. But so yeah, that's why I spend, that's like where I'm, it, almost all my stories during this time of the year, I'm, I'm on that because I'm out in the orchard. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Do you have a lot of employees? So no, we have, for the orchard, it's me and my brother-in-law. That's it. That's it. Two of you that run the 120. The two of us that run the 120. Does he also help with the chickens? Yeah, he does. We're kind of transitioning right now. My dad has been running the chickens for 30 plus years now. He's getting to the age we're trying to get him kind of retiring, you know? And so my brother-in-law is taking over a lot more responsibilities out there, as well as I am as well. How many chickens? About 300,000 chickens. Whoa. So these are not free range. Actually, so they do have, they're in barns, but they do have space between the barns that we do open up doors and they can go outside once they're old enough. So like once they're about, you know, two to three weeks old. We'll so they're not outside. free range, they're cage free. Would that be the correct term? I was just reading up on this little chicken. So, so cage weird. free. And I'm honestly not an expert when it comes to like the egg laying, cause these aren't egg laying birds. Oh, this they're is meat. For meat. Yeah. Oh, okay. This gotcha. is for meat. The big white ones that yeah. sit around and fart a lot. Yep. Yep. The broilers. Yeah. And they so, uh, 
So they, they're not in cages anyway. They just kind okay. of roam around in the barn. They're done like turkeys, basically. Yeah, exactly. So okay. we actually raised, so in 19, so my dad started doing poultry in 1989 and he started with turkeys and we did turkeys from 89 till 2005. Avian flu? No, we just, it was so much more work compared to, we were looking into doing the chickens. It was a lot more work and there was more money in the okay. chickens at the time. Yep. And so we were just, and we weren't super happy with the the people that we were raising them for at the time. And so. And chickens, I assume are, I mean, they're an easier sell. They're not so, I don't, turkey doesn't seem. Nobody wants to buy a turkey turkey. unless it's Thanksgiving. Well, it's Thanksgiving, but you think about too, how much turkey meat is used on Subway sandwiches or used on. Right. Lunch meat. You know, lunch meat. Yeah. That that seems like, I mean, it's probably its biggest. But I agree like with chickens that's used, there's a lot more. It's used a lot more. Everybody than uses yeah, chicken. Exactly. I mean, several yeah. nights a week you're eating chicken in yeah. your house. Like it just seems more universal. Yeah, exactly. So the three hundred thousand chickens at one site. Yeah, at one site. So we have ten barns, and so we have thirty about thirty thousand birds in each barn. We raise them, so we, we we start placing birds, and it takes about eight days to place the ten barns. And so there's two days where we're placing, you know, two barns, obviously, but it takes two weeks to complete that to have the ranch from start to finish f- filled up. And then we've got them for about seven weeks and then they'll be getting shipped out at seven weeks to go to slaughter. They're full grown at seven weeks. So, I guess so their, I broiler, kinda... their broiler is a little bit smaller bird. Not if they're still big, yeah. but they're, they're a little bit smaller bird. So yeah, you're getting up to that six pound range at about seven weeks over years of breeding and breeding. They just eat. They're I know when we, we had that backyard, we did meat birds one time and it was amazing how fast they grew compared to like the egg layers. Cause I got them at the same exact time and they didn't even like leave. They wouldn't, they literally they were, sat there ate, yeah. and farted. They had the yep. option to be free range <laughs> and weird. like they would not leave the feeder. And the amount of shit that they produced was unreal. They were nasty yeah. then, compared to the laying hens. So yeah. the day that I brought them to the Amish ladies to butcher, I couldn't catch one of them. And so I just left it and was like, whatever, we'll just, you know, butcher it ourselves. And then kind of just never got around to butchering it. And the thing like got to the point where it couldn't, it couldn't even walk because it's breast had gotten so big that it was like dragging on like the- giant saggy cans. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so that, that is a thing. So for example, our neighbor wanted some chickens. He's like, hey, our neighbor, we called him Oki Bob. He was like 90 something years old and didn't wear a shirt, but just had the overalls, like the trucker <laughs> hat and he had no teeth. Sounds like a guy named Oki Bob. Oki Bob. And he'd, he'd always, he'd don't talk like that. You can't understand what you're saying. And, <laughs> in, in California. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So uh, that's another note to make is talk about Okies in California. But so anyway, he wanted chickens for laying hens and we're like, they're not laying hens. They're not going to do well as laying hens. They're just, they're meat birds. I want them. You know, Okay. So we gave them a few of them, but we're like, hey, these birds are just meant to eat and eat and they're meant to put on the weight. So we're like, don't feed them. Like, let them go and scavenge and like, right. do their own work. And so he's like, yeah, they lasted a lot longer than they probably would have, but they all ended up still just getting big and just, yeah. it just was too much. That's it was crazy. They, did they, did they lay eggs in? I, I honestly don't even know. I don't think I they could live eat that long. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, they don't crap think on them be. as they're laying them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're mutate like weird. I, but like you were saying, how they how they would only stay by the feed. They wouldn't like they have that opportunity. Like I said, between our barns, we have large areas for them that are fenced off. They don't even want to. But go yeah, out so there. we open the doors and it's nice weather and everything. They and you'll sit. see out of those thirty thousand chickens, you'll see maybe 
you'll see maybe like 500 to a thousand chickens outside. Right. They just don't, I mean, it's, they've got the food, the water, the, the buildings are completely climate controlled. Right. And so like you see that out here, like you got, you know, you, uh, you've got tunnel curtains and things like that. And you've got cool cell pads and exhaust fans to cool the barns down and then heaters to keep them warm in the winter. And so like, and like with us, we don't have too extreme of weather. It does get, even though, even though temperature wise, it doesn't look like it gets cold. I always say like our 30 degrees feels like my wife's from Idaho. It feels like they're 10 degrees or, or something like that. It's just a different cold. It goes right through you more. So yeah. Yeah. How long are the barns empty for then? You said seven weeks. Yeah. So it depends. So like we try and we want to get time to be able to clean them and prep them for the next flock. Cause you have to get the top layer of manure out of there and get new bedding in for them. And then you've got to disinfect the barns. Cause it's so easy with that many birds to right. spread disease. Yep. So you got to go through and disinfect the barns. And so we need time to be able to do that. And so that's kind of one of the complaints that we've had is like, man, we just need more time. And so if we really ask for it, they'll, hey, hey, we'll back off a little bit so that you have more time. But they're on such a tight schedule of, hey, we've got birds that are just being hatched. So do you own your birds or is it? Okay. So the birds are what company? So we grow for Purdue. Purdue. Okay. Yeah. So it's a contract that we have with them. So we own the barns. We're going to raise their yep. birds for them. Yep. And so they bring the birds the day they're hatched. We get them the day they're hatched and we place them in our barns, but then they have crews that come out and pick them up and ship them off. So you're just managing them while they're there and maintaining the buildings. Yeah. And maintaining sure. the buildings. Same as like most hog producers are around yeah. here. So how many, how many flocks do you get through in a year then? Do you, I mean, do you have a two week uh, break, a, a month break in between? No. So there's, I would say there's probably a two week break, but even that, I, I think we're even less than that. Okay. Um, so I think we're having flocks. I want to say we have like 42 flocks a year or something wow. or not, not, uh, not 42 flocks. What would that be? Seven flocks. There's a 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like, yeah, it, may, it might be like 40, it might be like 40. 40 or something like that flocks a year. I can't do the math right now. Wow. But the, uh, that's, yeah, that's nuts. chicken. Yeah. So I think it's like, I think we go through, gosh, I don't remember how many millions of pounds of chicken that we go through. Well, like just for example, like feed once they're full grown, like once they're last week or so last couple of weeks, we're going through about 70 tons mm-hmm. of feed a day on the ranch. So 140,000 pounds of feed a day on the ranch. Whoa. So yeah, each barn about 14,000 pounds of feed a day. That's nuts. So yeah. do you ever, you're heading up for supper. You just grab a chicken on the way. <laughs> we get asked that all the time, but no, I mean, it's just, I'd rather just go to the store and get one that's already ready been for me. Plucked to, yeah, and cleaner been plucked and easier. And yeah, no. And so, probably one of yours anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not my birds. So no, I don't. Oh do that. yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. Oops. This Oops. one chipped and broke its neck. And if he did, he wouldn't <laughs> say on this podcast. <laughs> other crops, other acreage, like, cause we've talked about the chickens and the almonds, almonds. Yeah. Is there other crops you're growing? No, not right now. I've really wanted to do pistachios. I love pistachios. They are Just, delicious. Oh, they're like my favorite thing to eat. They're like candy. Oh, yeah. I Why love... don't they shell those like they do almonds? Yeah. I, I honestly think that it is a, that's how they've been done. And I think people enjoy. The satisfaction. Because you can you buy, can you buy can shelled, shelled pistachios. pistachios. But, I actually bought them and because Isla, our youngest, she loves pistachios. She'll sit down and for hours she'll eat pistachios if you let her. And I bought the shelled ones to send with her for a school snack and she refused to eat them. It was like, she's just like, it's not the same. It's I don't, not the same. Probably I, eat yourself sick pretty quickly. Exactly. Well, maybe, could, but yeah. they were like pre-portioned, you know, single packs, ah, easy for like gotcha. school snack, but she had no interest. It was weird. I but was I like, think that's what I enjoy about them is like, I feel like I can eat a lot, but I'm not really eating a lot. It's just, it's taking me time you to down. eat one yeah. right. you yeah. know, pistachio. Sure. So I'd love to do pistachios and they're, you know, they've got a whole different 
system that they've got going on. But you see pistachios around us, but they're not that common around us. And so it's kind of, you know, you know, it's a little more nerve wracking to do or things like that. But you see a lot of walnuts around us. You see some pecans. There's all kinds of crops. Some, some, I have a giant Ziploc yeah. bag of pecans. A YouTube fan sent Zach some pecans. Up oh, okay. in the office, like a, a one, it's at least a one gallon Ziploc. It's, it's a, a big Ziploc bag. It's a five bag. gallon, not five gallon, it's, one it's gallon. It's a big, yeah. big ass nutsack. <laughs> so good. I'll just pull it out when I'm sitting there firing off emails and just eat these pecans. Yeah. They're all shelled. I don't, yeah. uh, almonds are like, of, like out of all the nuts. It's, they're not my favorite, but you can get the ones that are like seasoned with special seasoning that makes them like way better. You can oh, get yeah. like a barbecued seasoned one or whatever. Almonds and then awesome. almond joys are my favorite candy bar by oh, far. Really? Yep. I would, Interesting. Yep. When the kids go trick or treating, that's. You don't grow coconuts? No coconuts. So no you don't, coconut. you don't, you're not in the whole candy bar there. Not under the whole candy bar there. No. And you'd have to have chocolate. So yeah. you'd have to have. Do yeah. you drink almond milk or do you drink cow's milk? No, I'm a, I'm a dairy. I'm a cow milk yeah. all, all the way through and through. I don't like almond milk. My wife does. You don't like any almond milk? No. Not even the vanilla flavored stuff? No. They have the banana flavored one. Ew. That's disgusting. No, Why would you do I that? like it. Blech. It's good. And then they have oh. a holiday one that has kind of like a cinnamon spice Eggnog to it. Eggnog spice. Something like that. Really? That's probably all right. I would be interested. I really like that. vanilla vanilla almond oh, okay. milk is awesome. I don't like. I vanilla almond juice. Nut milk. Yeah, nut milk. Nut, nut, milk. Juice. nut juice. That's what people, yeah, people don't like the fact. You know, it's, what's kind of cool with, with Blue Diamond is that I think they've, they kind of known that this whole time that like people don't like it being called milk. It creates animosity. It creates animosity. So it's cool with Blue Diamond is if you look at it, there's whole thing is almond breeze. If you look at like the, if you go grab yeah. it out of there, it just says almond breeze. It doesn't say almond milk. It does say almond milk because they are required by food laws right now to say almond milk on them. That Somewhere in weird. the It's weird. It's, but I suppose it's, it's purpose is to be an alternative to. Yeah. Dairy milk, you know, that's how people use it, I suppose. But that's it's weird because anything it's also, could be an alternative. To exactly, dairy milk. right? It's weird that like it, milk comes from a mammal. Like I just, it is yeah. weird that they're able to call like, how, it, how but it's not. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's crazy is the fact that they have to put it on there. Like, right. they, so, so Blue Diamond has it. It's really small. You know, it's, it's, it's really small writing where it says almond milk, the big, and I think they have that there. They're like, Hey, we want our brand to be known more as almond breeze. That way, if it ever did come down where, Hey, we are removing the milk. It's not really going to change the label, you know, much at all. But yeah, like my wife, she loves it. And like, she doesn't sure her thing is she's like, I don't like drinking my calories, you know? And, and uh, I, I started getting almond milk in my, if I go to the coffee shop and get a fancy coffee, I've started to get it with almond milk because it literally cuts the calories in like half, if not more. It's Do you go with uh, free range almond milk? I no, I don't. Oh. No, just the regular. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just wondering. I was just judging you that way. <laughs> yeah, whatever floats your boat. We all know that time is money, and one of the best ways that you can save on both right now is with FBN Direct. You can shop for everything you need this season from their online store twenty four seven. That means twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, anytime. And with the new delivery transparency feature, you can now view the estimated delivery windows before you buy anything right online, right there on the site. FBN makes getting what I need in season quick and easy. We've actually got all our chemicals and all of our seed delivered right to our farm already. Head on over to FBN.com right now. And if you're not a member, that's not a problem because there's no fee to join. So you're in California. I mean, nice weather. You get cold. It hits like 60 degrees. But you're only an hour and a half away from snow 
in mountains. Yeah. So we're very close to snow. So like about an hour and a half away to the ski resort. We were only about 45 minutes away from snow. Okay. And so, yeah, we just, we live right on the edge of the valley and we start getting to foothills and then the mountains. And so it is nice. Like I grew up around snow. We had a cabin up in the snow. And so grew up around it, knew how to drive in it and everything like that. Cause that's, I think a common thing with people that are like, Oh, Californians don't know how to drive in the snow. Yeah. Majority of them don't, but there's a lot of people that live up in those mountains. The ones on the coast. Don't. Yeah. They yeah. probably don't know that too well. I've only spent like three days, three and a half days in California. It was an accelerated trip, but I was blown away by the diversity of like how fast you could go from, you know, we'd go from the beach of LA through the major city, drive through the mountains hit the uh, Central Valley. We went up to Bakersfield, all agriculture, hit the mountains for a little bit again and come out and it was just bare desert, yeah. like wide open, nothing. Yeah, that's what people don't realize too, is like California, like it's like the, is it the Mojave? Is that right? The Mojave Desert? I think you're that's correct. That's the largest that's the one desert. We, we yeah. were in there, yeah. Yeah, it's the largest desert in the US and it's in California. I, th- I think I, I I knew that or I know that. That's but where I the didn't Death Valley is, quite right? Realize I think Death Valley. Yeah, it was that quick it, or that. So yeah, it, it changes was, that fast. In one or, day, I mean, in just a couple hours, we crazy. went through all that. What I we that's went, what we I had love. a beer in Tehachapi. It was awesome. Yeah, I that's, enjoyed it. That's what I love. I think one of the things I love the most about California is that, and my wife does too. She's from Idaho, and yeah, like she's like for any for us to see really any change. She had mountains and farmland. She's like to see really any change. She's like we had to go for hours and hours and hours to get to any type of like change, you know? And so I was like, yeah, what I enjoy is within, within 20 minutes, I'm in a completely different look yeah. of where I'm at. You know, I'm up in the, I can be in the mountains or I can, in an hour and a half, hour 45, I'm on the beach, you know? Yeah. That's, that would be cool. And so it's, it's awesome. Like, I love that aspect of it. It's like, we're, it makes going on little weekend trips and things like that. Just a lot of fun. Yeah. How cool is that? You can go from the, how far are you from the beach then? So I said about an hour, 45 minutes. About an hour, 45. Yeah. So, so you can, you can choose, I'm going to go an hour, 45 minutes to the beach or an hour and a half to the ski. Exactly. Resort. So like, like I was mentioning earlier, I know someone who's gone from, they started real early in the morning, went snowboarding and then only snowboarded just to say they could do it. So they just didn't snowboard for very long. Then came down, went wakeboarding on the lakes <laughs> and then went to the ocean in the evening and went and surfed surfing in the evening. Yeah. So all in one day, snowboarding, wakeboarding, surfing. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. yeah. You were saying there's a lot of people in your area that have snowmobiles. Yeah. Yeah. You see sleds all the time because where we're at, there's a main highway that's heading up into the mountains and you head up. That's where you actually go to Yosemite. So we do have a lot of traffic and that's what I, that's one of my things that I don't like about our area. You get all that we call it the Bay Area traffic or LA traffic coming to go to Yosemite or coming from Yosemite. And so it gets crowded, but you see sleds everywhere because yeah, you can go up, you know, it's not within an hour, they can be up sledding, you know? And so they've got- Way closer to the mountains than we are here. And there's right. a lot of guys here that head to the mountains. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's funny because thinking about it, the mountains, yeah, obviously it's fun and everything, but there's not as much free range. Like out here you look at it and it's like, man, you guys could just ride for days out here. When we get enough yeah. snow. When we get that's that fun, yeah. It's yeah. a blast to just take off. But yeah. I've you been just point in any direction and you can get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But riding around with these two yahoos this weekend, they're just giggling the whole time. Like we haven't met a car in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we pulled up to a stop sign. They're like, Oh look, we have to wait for two cars. Well, this is you ridiculous. Know, they, just, they couldn't believe it. When I go to the gym in the morning, I'll, I'll drive to the gym quarter to six. And at least half the time I don't meet another car. Yeah. See that's, that's, till I get to town. Of. 
that's unheard of where I'm at. Like there's, there's obviously places like that in California, but the Mojave desert. Yeah. The Mojave <laughs> desert and in the foothills, the mountains, yep. there's definitely areas like that. Yeah. But where we're at, like I said, it's the, it's the convergence of two major highways heading to Yosemite right. and it's such a tourist spot. And so it, it's just like with Yosemite, we can see Yosemite from our ranch. So you can on a clear day. And if there's a lot of snow up there, you can actually see the Yosemite Valley up from, or from our ranch. Oh, I bet it's, that's awesome. It's huh? amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a really pretty view. That's one thing that'll be a bummer about planting these trees is we will lose that view. Oh. And so my mom, my mom and my sister are not happy about Maybe that. Maybe you can just create like a window, I, like I, a I little said, like. I think we're going to put, I think we're going to put the row that splits the orchard in half. I think we're going to put it right where the kitchen window looks sure. out. Yeah. Yeah. A little wider. So she's got just a little glimpse. Yeah. There you go. That'd be yeah. a fair compromise. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. What did I write, write down here? I lost it already. I had a good question. You're in California. Environmental issues are big in California. They're big everywhere, but in California specifically, at least the rest of the country gets to hear a lot about California politics. Well, right? I feel, yeah, because I feel like a lot of times that's what leads, like people look to California to go, oh, what's coming down the pipeline? Right. You know, people are like, oh, what's, what's going to be heading right. our way here pretty soon? I know at least half the stuff in this house probably causes cancer in California. Oh yeah. Yes. Prop prop 65. It's on that sticker is on everything. It is. You just, it's like, it's known in to the state, state of California. So you're like, Oh, all right. You know, in fact, I remember we were up in Idaho and I bought some WD 40 and on it, it said not for sale in California and WD 40 is a California company. And so you're like, you know, wait, what do you mean not for sale? So I looked it up. I'm like, does that mean, and I'd been in Idaho for a while. And so I didn't know, that I'm like, so are they stop like, do they stop selling WD-40 in California? Like what's going on? So I looked it up and like, no, there's certain things in this one that, that are known to the state of California to cause whatever. So they're, they don't so they wanna, make a special product. They make a special for, product just, just for, for California. California. Oh my god! So you know, it's not as good, you know, oh, yeah, wow. right. come on. That's they had to reformulate it just for one state. Just for one state. What so that, heck? that stuff can bother you. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good about, you know, I just kind of let stuff it is, what it, is, stuff, right? it is what it is. It is what it is. And you're going to find ways to adapt, yeah. you know? And so it's frustrating that we have to deal with that, but there's always a solution. There's always something that we can do to get by it. So yeah, environmental issues are a huge thing that we deal with. But like I was saying is I feel like there is a lot of, for every take, there is a give. So there is a lot of things that the state of California will help farmers with. I don't know about other industries, but. Well, they would have to because it's, well, it it's makes up huge. such a huge part of their It's the biggest economy. ag state, it's, is it's that right? It's the biggest ag state. In, in terms of production, yes, right. it's the biggest ag state. It's got, they're bringing Everything. in- They're bringing in $40 oh, yeah. billion dollars. In ag. Yeah, they're bringing $40 billion in agriculture, you know? It's just and nuts. It's insane, yeah. It's, it's nuts. nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. So These nuts. Are, there, <laughs> are there a lot of specific environmental issues when it comes to almond farming? Like, like there is, you know, here, water quality issues are yeah. probably the hot topic at the moment. Yeah. Water is definitely the biggest factor with Because it takes a lot of water to it farm does take a lot of water. To keep your nuts moist. Yeah, exactly. Keep the, you got to keep the nuts moist. It does take a lot of water to produce almonds. But there's also, you know, you can, if you're wanting to get into that kind of topic, there's a lot of studies that are shown that like, okay, if you're wanting to compare water per crop and like what it's protein values worth or what it's, right. um, you know, the benefits, the calorie value, the calorie versus, value, the, sure. the, the, all that kind of stuff. And that's a big thing of it. And it's also, it's not just, you're not just producing the almond, you're producing a hole and a shell that are also being used. What so do that, they use the shell for? So the shell will get ground up for bedding for dairies. That's so what the, I was gonna, that's what I was going to guess. Okay. Yeah. So they use so many for, byproducts. Are yeah. Used a lot for of, that. so they use it for beddings for dairies. They use it as like regen fuel. Um, and then eventually it goes out 
as as nutrients on the field. Yeah, it ends up in manure. It goes mm-hmm. back. And then the even ground. even if it, it can be ground up fine enough, where it is a good source of fiber for dairy cows. Oh, they yep. can even um, eat it. So they'll they'll implement a little bit in sandblasting too. Okay, so Trevor was saying they use it for sandblasting. Yeah, yeah, and they use the, it in the soaps, almond hulls. The shells, like the shells, because shell. okay. you know the crushed shell. It's a little more. It's a little harder because the the hole is rubbery. So the hole that is actually used primarily for cattle feed. So like for dairies, it has, the, it has, nutri- it it has nutritional value. What is the hole? Is that like the flaky? So you got the nut and then the hole and then the shell, right? Yeah, is that correct. So yeah, correct. Yeah, so from inside out. Yeah. yeah. So then you have from outside in. It's hole, shell, nut. The hole's on the outside of the. The hole is on the outside. Then it's the shell. Then it's the almond, which is the seed. It goes like that, but each thing has a purpose and has, you're producing more than just an almond. So people, I think, forget about that. Cause that is, that oh, is a I'm, huge issue. They that don't even forget up. about it. People have no idea. I would say, I mean, so much yeah, more yeah, than exactly. just nuts. Yeah. You get the whole package. You get the whole package, not just the nuts, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so that's, I'd say water issues are there. I mean, that's, that's our biggest probably environmental issue that we deal with is water. Do they limit your water? You can, you get permitted yeah, for only so much. So as of right now, when it comes to like district, we call it district water. That's where you have a local irrigation district who gets water from a reservoir the, from the mountains. And that's how you're, you're irrigating your crops. So we, we do that. So we have an irrigation district. We're very fortunate. We have one of the best irrigation districts in the Valley. So even in the drought years, we have plenty of water. You're yeah. You're, you're not being rationed. Yeah. You're not being rationed. You're not getting that pulled on you often. No, no. Okay. Whereas, whereas there's some guys who they'll find out at the beginning of the year, you're not getting any water this year from the district. So you're going to be strictly, that means they'll be strictly using the groundwater, pumping the groundwater. And so it is, since it is an intensive crop, you're, you're pulling all this groundwater out. So they're having issues of like areas that are, they're pulling so much water. They're either going dry, they're digging deeper. And then even the land it's is starting sinking. to sink, you know, cause they're pulling so much water and there's no regulation on pumping groundwater. Really? No. In California? In California, there's no regulation on pumping Which groundwater. Is crazy hell? because there is here. Is big time yeah. here. Like that's a big issue. Not right where we're sitting. Cause there's no irrigators here, but yeah. 10, 15 miles Northeast. Mm. Why wouldn't so they so regulate that? Down that the road just seems. Because, so it's coming down the road. This new thing is coming up. It's called Sigma. It's the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, where they will start, they're going to be starting to regulate groundwater. And so there's a lot of guys who they've been farming, not even inside a district, which that's still fine. And they're still, they're like, we're just going to regulate it. It's still okay if you use it, but you can't use it on water intensive crops like almonds. They're going to have to use it on something that's not going to be using as much water. So there's a lot Mm. of guys who planted almonds in this area that are going to have to be pulling their orchards out. Oh man. Because they're not going to be able to get water to them. And like you were saying earlier, that's like a roughly a seven year return on planting that orchard. Yeah. Takes you about seven years to recoup the money you just put in. Yeah. And obviously that changes, you know, with like the prices and everything like that cost. Like right now the costs are so high because like materials and, and things like that. So it it always fluctuates, but yeah, I I would say that'd probably be an average. What did you say it costs roughly per acre to put in? So when we did our first orchard, it was $9,000 an acre to do it. And then when we, I was, I was just doing this this last week before we got here, figuring out the budget for this next planting. And it'll be roughly around $12,000 an acre to be planting this next orchard. That's one and a half. Yep. One and a half. That's big. That's a big investment. Big investment. And then for, to not have a return on it for, you know, you're not even seeing any cash coming in for it until year three, but even year three, it's enough to pay for the harvesting. You know, you're not, there's nothing that not enough nuts. So maybe this is getting too detailed. Let me know if I'm getting too detailed here, but if you're going in looking for, you need a million and a half to put in these 120 acres. 
I mean, obviously you got to have a down payment at the bank. Like what is the bank leveraging? Does the bank have their name on those trees? No, and so on the, that crop? The, on your, on your ground, they're putting it on the dirt, on the dirt, which would be the trees then too, right? Yeah. I think cause the trees yeah, are in the, the tree, Yeah. The yeah. Tree. 120 acres. What's it, what's an acre land worth? So in our area, I would say on average right now, it's, it's a little lower than it has been. It's about 35 to $40,000 an acre. <laughs> and uh, a, I knew this. Uh, he told me earlier. So there's 35 to $40,000 an, an acre. Yeah. And then there's even a point when the, when nut prices were up to about $5 a pound, four fifty a pound where guys were selling. In fact, I know of one that sold just recently for $75,000 an acre. <laughs> I can't even. Why that. is the price of land because, so high? Because you can grow cash crops on them. You can go. You can grow crops that are going to bring you in a lot of money, and so that's what like almonds, like right? Almonds. That's why. That's why so much acreage in California has gone to almonds is because for the long longest time now they've been such a high cash crop. They've dropped in price, but they're still even the drop in price is still great. well because there was an almond craze. Like was that five, six, like the health nut craze? Like you sure, you're they, not thinking of the pistachio? Didn't those blow up? Well, they had a good marketing scheme there when, with when Snooki. Snooki, Snooki yeah. was eating pistachios. But, you know, like, I think Dr. Oz or somebody, you know, started to talk about how, yeah. how healthy nuts are. I try to tell my wife that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but they're definitely, like, they had a boom. So, sure. so what's funny about it is the United States isn't even a really big player in almond. Like, almost all the almond sales and stuff like that happen overseas. They don't happen here. Here. Yes, it's becoming more of a of a thing here, but you go to India or China or places in Asia and things like that. That is a staple part of their diet is is our almonds, our almonds, so U- they, U.S. almonds. So, so they're not growing them over there. No, so, so, so Blue so, Diamond will put them on a ship and send them over yeah, or whatever. Yep, and all the other people that are marketing them as well because right now California produces about eighty percent of the world's supply of almonds. Wow. Um, and and a hundred percent of the nation's supply of almonds. The rest are coming from Spain and Australia. Those are the two other largest producers. So we're exporting yeah. a shit ton of almonds. Oh yeah. I never thought of almonds as an export crop. Oh yeah, that's that's all. That's where they're going. They're going overseas. And a lot of it is where did you say Asia? Yeah, Asia. So India, China, Vietnam, those places over there. Really? So when tariffs came around, that was a, that was a, an issue for huge us. For a you. huge, a huge price drop Sure. because of that. Not only that, but then also COVID because then ports were getting shut down. And when those ports are shut down, I mean, it's not like, oh, it's closed for two weeks and we'll make that up. Well, it's going to take two years to recover from that two week shutdown, mm-hmm. you know? So a bank probably doesn't have a whole lot of, I shouldn't say issue, but the land more than covers the yeah. loan. Yeah. So for the longest time, banks, it's like you could come into them. You didn't even have land. You're like, Hey, I want to put trees in there. Like they know it's such a good investment that they're just like, yeah, you know, and, uh, here it is. Here it is. It's like it's tile getting, in our area. It's yeah, yeah. It's getting to the point where they are starting to like with this one, for example, when we put in the trees in 2013, they didn't have certain questions. Like now they're like asking, okay, what varieties are you planting? Because the certain varieties, do you, you open a pamphlet and say, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> but uh and say it just like that, I hope. <laughs> yeah, what are you planting? <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> your your accent and everything just changes. <laughs> but they're wanting to know what varieties you're planting, what your tree spacing is. Cause they know how much production is going to come in. If you have different tree spacing, you have less trees per, t- per acre or more trees per acre. So the bank starts getting technical start getting about technical. even like agronomic questions. Exactly. Cause they're like, oh. Oh, they're knowing the, the, they're the yields smart. differences yeah. and things like that. So crazy. Hmm. You are a well-trained ninja. 
Oh, Ninja Farmer to the max for sure. Yeah. So like what sensei did you study under? You know what? I like to consider myself self-taught. I self-taught, self-taught a lot ninja. of meditation uh, out in the almonds, you know, let the nuts speak to you and you got to listen to your nuts. So have you seen this guy's ninja moves? No. It's oh. very impressive. Randy, you've seen him. What, right? what yes. is your, your, you have a handle. What are your social media handles in case? It's just California farmer all spelled out. Okay. And, and how did you come in, up with that name? The California farmer? Yeah. So I started looking it up and I was, I saw millennial farmer and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a good name. I was like, it was a clever name for him. And I was like, all right, I wonder if there's anybody out there, California farmer. And so I looked it up because I was like, cause I wanted to be different. Like something where people don't typically think of a farmer being from California. Right. And so I was like, okay, that would be unique having California farmer. I did think though, I was like, I don't know if people are going to want to follow that. They like, you know, they might be like, like at least ag people be like, Oh, California farmer. You know, Ugh. what do they I know? Get, I get that all the time from the word millennial. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, he's so lazy, but it's such a they, unique, they, they haven't even watched. It's such a unique anything. and clever name because you know that people are going to be looking up people who are millennials, people who are in the cities who are doing their gardening and doing things like that. They're going to be right. looking up millennial farming or, mm-hmm. you know, something. So I wanted something like that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to do California farmer. So I was like, there's no way that that hasn't been taken. That um, is crazy that it hadn't been and it taken. Hadn't? It hadn't, it hadn't been taken. And you oh, have, you nuts. have YouTube. I have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And TikTok. You have TikTok? I have TikTok. How do you like the TikTok? I think I'm going to start doing more of it. I like, I want to keep the TikTok a lot more of just the funny stuff. But that's what I like on your Instagram. You can't leave me. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'll keep doing the funny stuff on Instagram as well. But Instagram, I try to do kind of half and half where like, all right, I'm educating, but I can also do my funny stuff. Whereas that's TikTok perfect. is just going to be strictly entertainment. Strictly funny. Tina, okay. Tina yeah. recently got me watching the TikTok because she was always sending me funny stuff from the TikTok. The TikTok. The TikTok. I've been <laughs> thinking about the TikTok. I actually get a lot of comments about my TikTok account now because oh. we have a fake account that just copies everything oh. that I post. Like within seconds, every time we post a story, it's over on TikTok. And I've been getting comments about like, so did you claim the millennial farmer handle before? Yeah, there is, there is a millennial farmer TikTok handle and we okay. claimed it, but we like, there's only one video on it and it's of Rhiannon and Isla getting into a bitch fight on Christmas morning. <laughs> so I don't know. What is the name of this fake account? Cause they had like a month it's ago, they had like, like 10,000 farmer. And then it's got like a number, a number behind her. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, something. But I was like, we, we should get people to report that and get it down. And she's like, well, they're kind of like doing the work for us. What's it matter? Because they are, they are just posting, reposting your content. But yeah, I mean, I, and I did try, I did, I did, I did try, but but I'm getting closer to like, I would ask them, get rid of them. No, I did. I did report it. Uh, But since we're not active on the platform, I don't have anything to show. Since we're not active on TikTok, I don't have anything to show that they're impersonating us. I just followed yeah. all the funny ones. So the first week or two, and I was, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is dumb. I can't." Like, I can't I stand sort- the noise of it when my daughters watch it, like the same song well, over and over. Oh, yeah. So you get, yeah. so, you get so I don't get so many of those because finally you can, now it's there. So now it's just through. funny stuff. You on filter mine, through so. and then it figures out what you like to watch. And so then all of a sudden it's just, that's all it's going to show you. So now Tina gets mad because I sit in the bathroom for 20 minutes in the morning just laughing my ass TikTok-ing. off. TikToking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm considering trying it because I'm almost starting to grow a little bored on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So my thing is I had a video that I did and it was the stupidest video. I just was like sitting in the house. It was a hot day. I looked out at our pond and I was like, you know, a funny video is like if I just walk right down into the pond with all my clothes on. I loved it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to do that. So I did that, put it on Instagram. Yeah. It kind of got some stuff, put it on Facebook. It actually took a little bit off on Facebook. I started TikTok a few months after that. 
And I was like, oh, what should I do for my first video or upload? And so I was like, I'm going to put that one of me walking into the pond. And so I did that. And then I exited out, completely forgot I even had a TikTok. And then like a couple of weeks or you know, a few weeks later, whatever, I was like, oh yeah, I did that. I posted that thing on TikTok. Went on there and it's like, got a million views. People were starting to tag me. They're like, hey, do you see, like, is this you, you know? And I was like, oh yeah. Like, where'd you see that? I saw that on this memes page, you know, it's like Godzilla after destroying Tokyo, you know? (laughs) (laughs) In the field, there's no time for downtime. And when the pressure is on, you need to trust your equipment to stand up to the task. That's when you turn to Mystic for performance and protection you can count on. Mystic lubricants are specially formulated to keep up with your demands. Now, you might be asking yourselves, how can that be? Mystic products are developed in real-world conditions with real-world workers in mind, and that means that your equipment is covered regardless of what's happening outside. With Mystic, you can get to work with confidence knowing your lubricants are engineered to thrive even under the most extreme and unforgiving conditions. Go ahead. Put your equipment to the test anytime, anywhere, because when it comes to superior performance and unmatched protection, Mystic always delivers. And when your equipment is protected, so is your livelihood. It's the reason so many folks choose to ride with Mystic. Because out here, performance under pressure isn't a request. It's a requirement. Go to mysticlubes.com to learn more about their line of products. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. I think there is something with TikTok where things take off yeah. faster like that. Yeah. They somehow, it spreads faster. Yeah. Well, well, I think the way they're doing their algorithm. Yeah, they're, it's the They're algorithm. throwing it around more. Right. And well, yeah, there's but. such short clips that it's just so easy to just like whip through them, you know? Yeah. So the mistake I learned from that was I didn't put my handle, I didn't put anything on, or what do they call it? A a tag, a or, tag or whatever yeah. of, of my handle on uh, the video. So it didn't follow through. To so anything no, else. yeah, nothing. So TikTok, I got a lot of followers, but then I didn't post anything. So then I lost, I, I didn't think people would unfollow. I feel like when I'm a person, when I follow someone, like they'd have to really annoy me. Right. To, to go to back unfollow. And unfollow. Not necessarily like, Oh, they don't post enough. Like I'm going to, unf- I don't feel like I'm that way, but I don't know if a lot of those were fake follows and then they weed, they weed through that or whatever. And so that's the one thing I learned from that. I was like, okay, you got to put your name on there. My favorite video that you did, and I don't remember the exact details of it, but it was something along the lines of like a reality show with the farmer. And you were like, every time you try to start talking, the phone would ring. You'd have to deal with somebody or something. And then you were like, hop on with me and we'll go over here. And then like your golf cart wouldn't start and you're pumping it, (laughs) like getting mad at it. And pretty soon you got the seat open to figure out what's going on. Like that was funny. That was a lot of fun. That was a really funny video. That one was my favorite one because it was, I didn't have anyone filming. I was having to set up the camera. Find a spot I'd, to I'd balance find a spot, it. I'd balance it on a tree branch or I'd put it on whatever. And I use a lot of so screwdrivers weird, like, as props. You, I felt so weird out there ever, by myself. Does your dad ever like drive through the oh, orchard? Yeah. Like what in the hell? He's, but he's, that's less weird than ha- like, hey, uh, will you come with me today in the orchard so, so you can hold the camera? <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it if I had. I know I could. I, I could, but it wouldn't be as good. Right. If, if someone else is filming someone you. Else, uh, so if someone else is filming me because I'm thinking what they're th- like, what are they judging? Are they Do they think this is funny? Hey, they didn't laugh at that. Like I can't deal with the camera in front of other people nearly like I can by myself. Yeah. Unless it's like, like around you or Randy or Trevor or Jim now, like then I'm fine. But people I'm not around with it much. I'm just like, it's hard. Yeah. It's weird. I had the same thing happen. So when we had, so Tara came out, Tara Beaver. Yeah. So she can't, or Coronado. She came out and did a episode for her YouTube 
Um, oh yeah, she, she did. She did a tour on your place. Yeah, she did a yep. tour on our place, and so yeah, and I know her well, and we're great friends, and so I was like, oh, this will be. And I, we talk all the time, and we do things like that, and this will be easy. And it wasn't. It wasn't bad, but I do remember having that feeling like this doesn't feel as natural as your own, as my own. Yeah, you know, I was right. like, I feel uncomfortable, almost not uncomfortable. Like I just felt uncomfortable. It's like, hard. Man, I, am I doing a good job? Like, am I? You know, sure. I still struggle with it. If Zach has the camera and I'm like engaging with him in a conversation, I'm fine. But if he tries to have me hold the camera and do it, I freeze. I can't do it. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're actually terrible at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm terrible. I'm, ta- I'm taking the camera right now, getting some off the husk footage for the, uh, for the YouTube videos. We got Ryan, the California farmer right over here. And we got Trevor Bales sitting right over there. So for the people I'm, I'm doing for the people listening, it's weird. I don't know who to talk to. Do I talk to the <laughs> podcast or the camera? Both. The, Both? Yeah. yeah. Side eye. Check, just check out Off the Husk. These guys are on it. You're We're all on everybody it. everybody our messy Camera house. One, there's, there's Rhiannon. Camera two. Becky, it's YouTube. I mean, we're going to have a messy house. Look at the table. It's it's a cluttered mess. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I want to get pie. better at doing the TikTok, the TikTok more often. Because I do. I, I don't know how you feel, but I do. When I first started, it was like, I wanted to be entertaining, but I also wanted to educate on agriculture. And I still want to do that. I still, I'm passionate about it, especially California agriculture. Like I'm trying to help kind of defend within agriculture, helping defend California, but also helping just people who don't know anything about agriculture. But my theory is the best way to educate is with entertainment. Yeah. If you just want to like talk about educational stuff and show people science. Nobody's going like, to listen. Who's going to watch that crap? Yeah. They need to be entertained. And then if they like you and they enjoy the entertainment, the education will be a part of that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I enjoy the entertainment part of it so much more than I enjoy. I feel like sometimes when I go to film the educational side of it, I do kind of find myself like getting bored. So that's when I try and do throw in something like, okay, this has got to be entertaining, you know? Yeah, right. Because that's how it's, I am. And not everybody's that way. Not Some people do want just the education, but I'm like, that's just not me. Right. So I learned- There's plenty of places to get just the education, you know? Yeah, like you that, can Google whatever yeah, you want. Exactly. Like, I learned a lot about almond farming today, but I also was entertained with the nut jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? It made the Randy's almond education. Fun. Well, I just said, do you know why they call them almonds over almonds? Oh, yeah. This is a good. Because no. they shake the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the joke. So you hear all, like almond growers, people who are in the industry and like around it. That's the whole joke back home is like, oh, do you know? You get all excited. You know why they're, they're called oh, almonds? Just, does somebody say they're that almonds to you? When they're, they're almonds when they're on the tree and then you shake the L out of them. <laughs> <laughs> do you get super excited when someone's trying to tell you that joke or you're like no why like why tell that's me that's what I was saying I said all the DMs from people and then the other thing too is people are like you need to make a nut milking video you need to make a nut milking video and I, I think I will do something like that have you that, seen the one from Nick Syke uh, he nailed it. I mean, how could you, you make it any you better? Do, and so that's people are like, oh, you need to do one. I'm like, I'm not no, going to do that. Like that's like, his, you can't, he, he nailed, nailed that. Yeah, yeah, that is so like, good. It was perfect. I was, I, the first time I saw that, I was dying laughing. Oh, I was it's like, really good. So the good. little tiny little right. milker thing. And then like the complete straight <laughs> face. Oh yeah. Like it, it, that was a really good video. My grandpa started Who this is far. he? Does anybody know who that guy is? I have no idea. I've yeah. never seen it. I it's, don't even know what you're talking about. You've never watched the nut mulking video? No. Yeah. No. I've met him. Is no, it Randy. To- Randy hasn't watched the video. You haven't seen oh, that? What? No. Is it on is it on RedTube? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to Google the video and it, it, it. 
Yeah, you it's like a scene production. I missed that it one is, on there. It is perfect. If like, you have not watched the video, you gotta just, I could just have never search done almond anything, milking. I could have never done anything as close or funny as he did. We'll find it here. He we'll did such, it and here. it's such a production too. Oh God, the work that went into yeah. that, I couldn't even. So it's no, no ideas. Media is the name of his YouTube channel. How'd you meet him? And where? This has been quite a while ago. Well, his dad is Rob, who is a huge advocate for like GMOs. And Rob was at the casino at Jackpot Junction. And I went and saw him talk before I started doing YouTube, but probably not long before. Hmm. Like he was one of the guys that got me fired up about it. Oh. They're from Canada. Super cool guys. Like, so no ideas media, which is Nick, which is Rob's son. They had that thing they were pushing for. I wish I could remember the details on it. It's kind of seems like it's fizzled out, but there was that show that we watched. They were trying to raise money to do like a show about GMOs and awareness of them. And okay. it was really good. We so the, the guy that made the video about the nut milking, he's not an almond farmer. No, I don't think so. No, oh, no. he's just like a media uh, production. Yeah. Guy. He's a media guy. Yeah. So somebody paid why, him to make that video. Cause that's, yeah, I could tell right away or not right away, but I could tell like after watching it, I was like, Oh, he's not because they, they didn't show any like almond tree. There's no, or you would like, if I was doing it, I'd be out in the orchard doing it. And right. He just was like at a barn, you know, like at a, sure. which is still fun. Like you're at the yeah. barn. Yeah. But he, and that's the thing. He did such a good job. I was like, I'm not even going to touch that. You know, I'll still make, we still make jokes about it, you know, and I'll still do things like that. For those listening, it's called Nut Milking Exposed yeah. on No Ideas Media. It's got 2 million views two years ago. Well, I think it's got more than that on probably on... Uh, well, that's all on the original one here, but I'm sure it's been spread yeah, to every sure, platform. Yeah, I remember and, seeing it yeah, yeah, a bunch of times, but I get that video sent to me monthly. And people, Have you ever seen this? <laughs> you know, yeah, monthly. yeah, I've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've definitely seen it. <laughs> it's like the uh, marshmallow farming one. Oh, seen that one? yes, I that's love That's like that an old one. school one. Old yeah. school yeah. one. That's a good one. Like seen bites that into him. He's have like, you seen no, that one, Trevor? Oh, we got to show Trevor that one too. Marshmallow farming. Is marshmallow good. farming. Onyx, when he was little, did some marshmallow farming. It was cute. <laughs> it was. He'd put sticks in the ground outside. He'd, he'd shove a stick in the ground and he'd be like, yeah, I planted a marshmallow tree. And then in the morning, there would be marshmallows on it. It was yeah. kind of crazy. That's crazy. It was, it, yeah. it was nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. It was marshmallow. It was mallowy. <laughs> what else we got here? Go I was going to say the mission. Okay. That's one of the things on my list. Okay. Yeah, we glanced over the ninja thing, so I'll cross that off. <laughs> oh, he's clearly a ninja. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, so, so you were you did mission? Yeah. So, so in so what? So, 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 so mission? Uh, hap, hap, hap. I almost said missionary, so I, I had to fix myself. <laughs> yeah. So I was a missionary. Oh, you were. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. What, we just called it going on a mission. You're going on a okay. know, like people call it mission. This is trips different or, than what you were thinking. Yes, Andy. that's where my mind yeah, went. Oh, so oh I, I see like, what oh, you're saying. Oh, yeah. 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 Not exactly, but right. Uh, so yeah, so in our church, it's encouraged that the young men who are, and, and young women, if they want to, and if they're willing and able to go serve a mission for the church. And for men, it's two years, girls, 18 months. Did you say two years, girls, 18 months? Yeah. So, so guys, it's two years, girls, it's 18 months. And so I don't know what, I mean, just, just that's is. what it is. Okay. Yeah. And so you kind of fill out some paperwork. You got to be healthy. You have to have the want to, you know, and, and that's, I think sometimes culturally people are like, oh, well, my parents want me to, these people want me to. And so I'm just going to go do it. And that's fine if they, and then if they, they go out and they decide, Hey, this is for me, you know, but I think a lot of people struggle yeah. that way. So I think it's big, like you had to know for yourself if you wanted to go do that. And, and so where did you go? So I went to Idaho. So yeah, that's really, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of Mormons in Idaho. So that's kind of funny, but you don't choose where you go. And so we have like the leaders of our church that you submit like information about yourself, like your ancestry. And you can say like, Hey, I'd like to serve here. I'd like to speak Spanish or I'd like to learn how to speak Chinese. I'd like to 
learn how to speak whatever. And, and so then- I'd like to speak Idahoan. 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 Idahoan, yes. yeah. And so I regret it, but I put on there, I wanted to go to the United States and I wanted to be English speaking. Like I wanted to stay as comfortable as possible. I didn't want, I was young and I was so like- they sent you like what, 150 miles? So yeah, they sent me like, <laughs> uh, it's like not even, it's like 600 miles away. I'm in farm country and I'm surrounded by a lot of Mormons, you know? And so I was like- <laughs> Well, this is as comfortable as you could get, you know. <laughs> they had they had faith in you. They had, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Whereas, like, I had cousins who went to Brazil. I had a cousin who went to Colombia. You know, I've had people that have, I've known that have gone to uh, Japan and to just all these crazy places throughout the world, Zimbabwe. And you did not want to do that. I did not want to do that. Looking back now, I kind of wish I did. Yeah. I wish I had that experience. And I wish I would have learned another language. I think that'd have been so awesome. Cause like right. my cousins now they come back and they're speaking fluent Portuguese, fluent Spanish, or, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And si. so yeah, see, si, see, si, senor. So you're gone for two years. Yeah. So like, I'm gone for two years. At that, completely that time, gone for two years yeah, completely or do you, gone, go, you, you don't, don't go home, home for a holiday. Nothing. You don't go home. And at that time you weren't allowed to call home or anything you could email once a week. You, you couldn't be, call home. You couldn't call home. Why? It was one of those things where I don't know if they were thinking like, hey, it might make them homesick or we just want you focused on the work. You know, like we want you just focused on preaching the gospel. That's changed. Now they can call home whenever they want. And I think that's fine. Yeah, you know, like obviously I'd rather just be able to talk to, you know, family right. and things like sure. that. We got to call home twice a year. We got to call home Mother's Day and Christmas Day. Oh my gosh. And so I'm a Christmas baby. I was born on Christmas Day. So it was kind of cool getting Christmas to call. Day? Really? Christmas Day. Christmas yeah, Day. Nice. 25th. So getting to call on the birthday. But uh, anyway, so yeah, you go out and you just, you're, you're preaching the gospel. And if people want to hear it, I was like, I always have like the Tommy boy of the, of the salesman type mentality where I knock on a door and people, Hey, you interested? Nope. Okie dokie. You know, <laughs> how many, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> how many ninja kick flips did you do up to a door? Like come of, rolling up to a lot the of door. somersaults rolling up to the door. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get a little too violent. You might kick their door in and that kind of scared them. Yeah. A little bit, but, uh, we don't take no for an answer. <laughs> we don't take no shit from anybody. <laughs> no prisoners. <laughs> oh, we don't take no for an answer. That's right. Dang it. Did you stay in one place the whole time? Then? No. So I started off in Caldwell, Idaho. I was there for six months. Then I was in the Marsing and Homedale area for seven and a half months. Then I was like in uh star, Middleton. And then I finished in Boise and you're just, you're just going around door to door. So no, not, not in Idaho, coffee shops. Idaho, everybody knows like who the Mormons are. They know. So you can do that. I, I only did that a couple of times because like I said, I'm not a, I'm there. If people want to learn, I'm here to teach you or to help you just to learn. I don't like to over insert yourself. I don't like whatever. to over insert myself. Like you need to hear this. You need to, you know, and, 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 and that's fine. Like some people are like that and that's, that's fine. I feel like dick jokes are inappropriate at this point. I, there was a good I, one. We I had the same thing. The same thing. I was like, nah, not right now. <laughs> just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> There's <a message. laughs> so I guess we can then. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I, yeah, that's what we did. And a lot of time I work with, we would walk down the street and if people wanted to talk to us and most of it, I would say was just helping people. I considered it more of a service mission where I'd see people out in their yards doing yard work and go, Hey, can we come help? And they're like, no. And you could tell they're like, I don't want, you're going to preach your, and I was like, I won't preach a thing to you. If you don't want me to preach a thing to you, I will just come help you. That's what I'm here to do. And they're like, Oh, okay. And so we helped this guy install his entire sprinkler system and it took the whole day. We had that car. A lot of people see him on bikes or out walking, but we had a car cause we were in the country. There's no way that you're walking down these roads and get one house. Oh, well, we got 10 miles to go to the next ranch. So it's sure. your farm. So anyway, so you just be- help him install a sprinkler system and then. I'd help him install it and, if, and we'd chat. 
And a lot of times it did lead to a discussion like, okay, well, what do you guys believe or what, you know, and it would lead into a good discussion. And a lot of times we got into, you know, people's houses that way. And there's times where I even got to baptize people who were wanting to. That would be, know, kind, of, be, that'd be kind of fun to be that out feels there. feels like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That I, sounds scary. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, I, like I said, I feel like I, uh, I don't put any pressure in my, on myself. I don't see it as like, you got to get all these people baptized or you got to get like all these people to join the church. I didn't see it as that. I saw it as you got to go be a good person, help the people in that community. And so that's, that's the thing that I tried to do. Your wife was from Idaho. Did you yeah. meet her there then? No. So I met her after my mission. I went to he school. He helped her install a sprinkler system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to school at, at a BYU, Idaho. And so I, when I served, so Boise area, that's Western Idaho. BYU, Idaho is Eastern Idaho. And so lived there for four years. And then she was my roommate's sister. And so, oh yeah. And then that guy, I'm that guy. And then he married my sister. No. Yep. You two are like those guys. Was there there high fiving? (laughs) (laughs) No. So that's my sister. (laughs) So, so no, it was, it was funny. I was, uh, what'd you do with my sister? Do you have your sister's phone number? I'm going to go find your sister. <laughs> oh, it's cool. I got her number already. <laughs> so I knew his family really well. So I'd met her and she was cool, but she was young. She was at the time, she was like a senior in high school. And I was like, I'm not like, you know. Can't do that. Can't, can't be breaking that. the law. Because yeah. you, you were 48, 49. Yeah, I was 49. about uh, 49 maybe. Yeah, not <laughs> weird. <laughs> so at the time I was probably like 22, 23. So and she would have been like 17 then? Yeah, 18? something like that. Yeah. And I was like, I hadn't really, th- like, never thought of her that way. Like, it was like, this is my roommate's sister. You know, she was a senior in high school. I'm like, no. So my sister-in-law, that, that wasn't at the time sister-in-law, she's like, you need to at least take Shalyn out on a date. I was like, she's in high school. I'm not taking this high school girl out on a date, you know? And so didn't. And nothing, you know, came of that. And then it was like two years later did, that we had started dating. Did you meet his sister first or did he meet I your met sister, his sister first? I met his sister first. Okay. So I met his sister first and I knew she liked me, but she was too young. I was like, no, that's weird. We didn't date. But so my roommate met my sister and they started dating before. So oh, I, no. So he uh, beat, so he beat yeah. me to uh, it. Maybe so, it's not so, so weird anymore. Well, so, right? yeah, so that's he beat, it. He beat me to it. And I knew that she was still interested. So I was like, well, I was like, but that's that's off the table because that's weird. I'm not marrying, you know, I'm not going to start, or you know, not even thinking marriage. Just thinking I'm not dating the gal who's, you know, my sister, you know, whatever. That's just weird. But she reached out to me. She texted me and was like, she made fun of me for being left-handed. And it was a kind of I an inside joke. I made fun of you for being left-handed today. Yeah. <laughs> it was an inside joke. And she was like, she's like, you want to go on a date? I was like, well, I guess if it's cool with you and it's cool with whatever, like, sure. And so we went from there. And it just snowballed into the rest into was history and yeah. children. And it, it was like, man, this could get awkward. Cause you imagine if like one of us got married and then the other ones like dated for a while and then broke up. You're going to be dealing with that family. So it was like, this has got to work out. Right. <laughs> but extra uh, luckily, luckily yeah. it did. Like it's been great. You recently had a kid. Yeah. So I've had two. So I've got a two and a half year old Reagan and then I've got a six month old Remy. And so, yeah, they're both girls and super, super fun. Those are cool names. I know. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say that. So do we need anything to close out with? Any bye-bye nows? We could do that. I don't know how to. Um... Y'all take care now. Adios. Could we? Should we have Trevor do a readout? Like, y'all come back now. You hear? You hear? Thank you, you for listening to the Off the Husk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. Y'all come back now. Yeah, you hear? Oh, you hear? You a really good. Uh, you guys watch uh, Family Guy, right? Family to. Guy, yeah. You gotta have some- <laughs> Get up here. Just try it. I got if nothing else. We'll record. In the it. Cash down in here, boy.
It must be my birthday. Say there. Hey, Chris, come on in the house. You broke a window. No, it's all right. Come in here, paper boy. Get your fat ass in here, boy. Hey, what's his dog? Jesse. Mmm, Jesse, feel the, the squids. They're nice and squishy. Mmm. He's got the dog that drags his legs now. Hey, everybody, thanks for watching off the hush. Gail, come back now, yeah? There it is. Okay, <laughs> 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 <